Check, check, one, two, yo. Yo, yo. Looking to change the world? Turn it up. Let's go. Welcome to the Charity You Podcast. A community of the next generation of world changers. Let's change the world. So are you ready? Keep listening for tips, tactics, and strategies to create a lasting legacy. Yeah. Now your hosts, Brian and Jesse. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Charity You Podcast. Jesse, how are you doing today? I feel so good, Brian. I'm like really happy. Well, I know why. Because f- normally when we're doing these podcast episodes, we're hundreds of miles apart. And right now, guys, we're like six feet, six <laughs> feet away, COVID compliant. That's right, man. And we're having a really good time. Getting everything ready for the Charity You course has been such a blast. And it's been a kind of a party here in Reno. Yeah. How many videos have we done so far? We knocked out like nine yesterday. It was a marathon. It was a little exhausting, but so fun. And how many do we have left to do today? Probably another 17. (laughs) We're totally going to do it. That was my sarcastic voice. I'm a little worried about it, but we're so excited, you guys. And we've been working our tails off trying to put together a killer program that we know can change the world. Yeah. I mean, the stuff that we're putting together for everyone listening is literally walking someone through how to raise their first $500, actually Mm -hmm. handing them a donor letter that they just have to tweak, social media updates, strategies, defining your why, um, all of these different things Mm -hmm. to walk them through their journey to raising your first 500. Do you remember the first $500 that you had to raise? Yes, I do actually. Do you want to hear the story? I do. It was actually pretty entertaining. So I wanted money so that I could put on a workshop for teenage girls. So my, my nonprofit that I ran for 10 years was called Ivy Girl Academy and it was focused on leadership training for teenage girls. And I just wanted to do workshops and camps and take girls to Africa. And I was able to accomplish all those things because I had a charity. Charities are awesome. I don't know if you guys know how much we love charities and you should do one too. So um, I wanted to put on a workshop where we could just teach girls confidence, leadership, gratitude, um, etiquette. I'm really into how to be a classy, tactful lady. Um, service, self-defense. I I have a black belt in karate. Like I just, I wanted to give this like all encompassing experience to these girls. And in order to put on a really great workshop, I wanted to have like t-shirts and, um, kind of a merchandise bag, like a fun little swag bag for the girls, like a cute little bracelet and a workbook that they could go through. And so I needed money. I had to have some money. And so all I did, you guys, I'm not kidding. All I did was I created a video that also had a handwritten letter by me, because that's also something we taught at Ivy Girl Academy, the power of a handwritten letter. And I want you to take note of that because it's a big deal. Um, So I made a little video explaining what Ivy Girl Academy was going to be, what the mission was. And then I wrote a little handwritten note and I baked some brownies. And I literally went around to people in my neighborhood. I went down to Main Street in my own city and I I handed people the brownies and the handwritten letter. And I said, and then I also emailed some people that weren't in my like immediate city um, or I emailed the video. That's what I'm talking about. So all of that together, I raised $750 in two weeks. Wow. It was amazing. And it was so empowering. Cause I'm like, okay, I do have a really good idea. It was validated my idea. And it also motivated me to just ask, to just be brave. Cause it was so, so scary to just ask people for money and say, Hey, I'm trying to do this thing. I'm pretty excited about it. I believe it can be a good thing. Will you donate? And, oh, and by the way, plenty of people said, no, tons of people to my face said, no, we're not interested. And like rejected me and some people were a little sassy about it. So prepare yourself for that. But there were quite a few that were so supportive, so excited, wrote me a check right there. It was so exciting. That's awesome. Now I remember the first, uh, and I think it was, I think it was $750 too, actually. Yeah. Right there. It was when I was in high school and well, okay. I'm going to tell two stories. Cause this one kind of like, I didn't necessarily raise it, but I came up with the idea mm-hmm. is we needed to raise money for some sort of, I don't know if it was for our ski team or whether it was for, I also did drama, uh, mm-hmm. for a play. I don't remember what the real reason why we were raising the money for, but, uh, my mom, uh, used to be one of the head pastry chefs at Caesar's palace and her specialty was in chocolate sculpting, What? literally making statues out of pure chocolate. (laughs) And so I asked her, I'm like, mom, uh, do you think you can make a chocolate sculpture that we could auction off? And so she asked her boss and, uh, and they're like, yeah, 
Totally. And I came home one day, no joke, Jesse, to a 50 pound block of chocolate, milk chocolate sitting on our dining room table. I thought I was like, this is amazing. And out of that 50 pounds, she ended up making a three and a half foot chocolate Easter bunny. What? And no way. Yeah, I would huge. like to be best friends with your mother. And That's uh, amazing. Oh, all of her mistakes like instantly disappeared. She's like, I made a mistake. Don't worry, mom. I'll take care of it. You know? Um, and we auctioned it off and it went for $750. Holy crap. And, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's amazing. And so, um, so that one, I don't take complete credit for because technically my mom is the one that put in all the work for it. But, you know, I came up with the idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, you know, I remember for Think Kindness, there was two people in, um, and I don't even know if one of them realizes how much it meant to me. So I'll tag him and email him this post right now. Uh, his name's Sebastian. And Sebastian made our very first donation ever to Think Kindness. And we, I, I got someone to donate our... Um, our paperwork for our 501c3 or sorry, uh, an attorney that did it in kind. Uh, his name is Matt Digesti. He's awesome. But then we also had to cover some of the expenses of filing for the state, um, you know, cause you have to license your charity um, in the state. And that application was a hundred dollars and I mm. couldn't afford it. Mm. And, um, and I remember uh, one of my friends, Sebastian, who lived, um, you know, hundreds of miles away surprised me. And I went to the mail and I had a check for a hundred dollars. And to this day, you know, I know he looks at everything that we were doing with Think Kindness and in his heart, he knows he's the one <laughs> that made the very first donation. Uh, so awesome. Well, I'm excited about today's episode because we can go into our backstories, which stay tuned for our future episodes, yes, right? Into yes. things we've done. But today, what Jesse and I wanted to do is we wanted to basically put two charity youth students in a hot seat where they get to ask us one question that they need help with mm-hmm. um, in, in their journey to, you know, changing the world, whether it's in their actual uh, 501c3 charity or their um, their charitable mission. You're going to hear from two amazing young ladies, Marissa and Arpinder, who are in different stages a little bit um, yeah. on their journey. Yeah. But they also, as we did this, we dive into how to raise money. And in mm-hmm. fact, she, we broke down ways on how you can raise your first, you know, she'll probably hit maybe, I, I think she can hit a thousand bucks. Totally. You no problem with yeah. those ideas. But, and then our, our pender kind of wanted tips and advice on how to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when it feels like you've been stagnant due to COVID and finding the inspiration, keeping your story alive and Jesse and I dive into that. So stay tuned to today's episode with Arpender and Marissa. Let's do it. Let's start with Marissa. I just want you to give us like your, the name of your charitable project, the mission statement and what you've kind of been up to this year. So my nonprofit is called Beating the Outlook and we are raising awareness for uh, lung, lung and liver disease called alpha one antitrypsin deficiency, which uh, my grandpa and I have, and it's kind of a big deal to me. And uh, yeah, and and I've just been up to trying to get my website out, and I want to talk to a pulmonologist at the University of Utah who specializes in alpha one. She's like one of the few in the state, and. I'm going to ask her uh, what I should like try to raise awareness to. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's Thanks, awesome. sweetie. Awesome. Our Pinder, how about you, hun? Um, first of all, that's incredible, Marissa. Um, I was 14 years old. I'm currently a sophomore in high school. And again, I was 14 when I started my own nonprofit. It's called Empowered Excellence. And the entire goal of Empowered Excellence is to empower the underprivileged students in the communities around us and our community itself. Everywhere you go, there are kids who don't have as much privilege as other students, and that makes it 10 times harder to succeed in school. In school. But the thing is, these kids are just, have just as much potential, and they are just as incredible as everyone else, and sometimes all they need is that little support and push. So we do fundraisers, and we reach out to the community and we help these kids with like laptops and like signing them up for extracurriculars and things like that. And just small things that can literally end up their entire life. 
I love it. Thank you, sweetheart. I seriously am crazy about these girls. Like they're just good through and through. And it's just been so fun to watch them through this whole journey. I'm so impressed with them and so happy that they're still part of our charity community. 100%. Yeah. So let's go. Let's yeah. Do it. So this is this is kind of the the stage. Uh, each one of them is going to get in the hot seat, uh, where we're going to hear uh, some of the questions that they want help with. If you're out there and you're watching this and you have your own charitable project, I'm sure you're going to be able to relate to some of the questions that they have. Um, and if you want to get a part of the charity you community, where Jesse and I do coaching, we bring on some other coaches, and you can also get feedback from other individuals, other world changers, just like you. You can do that. Um, if you go to thinkkindness.org slash charity use. So let's jump right into the hot seat. Are you ready? Okay, so Arpender, let's bring you up first. What is, uh, how can we help you? You've got 10 minutes. Um, what questions do you have? What, how, what feedback do you want? Um, the stage is yours. Okay, let's get into it. So um, I know you and Jesse, Brian, Jesse, you guys have both had your own coffee for like over a decade, right? <laughs> like a pretty long time. Um, and again, that's my goal. I want to keep it going. I want to keep it on. Um, throughout Charity You, Jesse literally takes you through every step, every week, how to do every little thing. And then we graduate Charity You. So it's like, we're alumni, right? What do we do after? How do we keep it going? How do we like push it? And I've been doing that, but sometimes it gets a little challenging. So what? What do you do when it gets challenging? Like... How do you keep pushing through it and keeping your charity up and going? Such a good question. And by the way, our Pinder has her 501c3 nonprofit. She was our first charity youth student to actually go all the way and get that, the official letter of determination from the IRS. Like it's totally legit. This girl is just so incredible. So what do you think first? You know, uh, my question to you is, is if you, what task, um, do you think is really important for you to accomplish uh, that's uh, obviously realistic for you to accomplish when the, within the next six months? Um, what would you say that would be for your organization that you would like to see? If you had to put goals on the board for 2021, uh, what would be some of those goals? Um, honestly, the goal right now is just to get back to fundraising. Um, we have been doing a little bit of online stuff, but back to in person is definitely the goal. But I don't know, like I can like, wave my finger and be like, oh, no COVID. So, right, we can't exactly go back to online fundraising. But if I had one goal for 2021, it's literally getting back into the rhythm and the things that I had at the beginning of 2020 and end of 2020. Yeah, perfect. So if your goal is fundraising, um, you know, I always immediately think, um, well, then you, there's always when you have one goal, there's always all these smaller goals that lead up to this one big one. And in some of these you've you've accomplished some some things as an organization, you need to kind of uh, blow the dust off and kind of refresh. So that way people can kind of be reminded and stuff of what you're doing just because the world is crazy. And so part of the those smaller goals um, would be is is how do you tell your story, right? And, and getting people involved in your story. And so you don't want to just kind of open up the gates with obviously asking for money from, from anybody. And so what you want to do is you want to engage them and educate them about what you're doing. Um, and so some of that's just offering just, I don't, you know, just content. Um, that could be as simple as doing a, uh, a live video or an email blast or a social media post that just acknowledges the, the area that you're working to serve. And because COVID is going on, what you're doing to help give kids the technology they need to continue their education, especially in California, mm-hmm. uh, because you guys are on a pretty severe lockdown. A lot of schools are hundred percent virtual. Like there is a dire need right now. And so COVID, uh, COVID, the COVID going on, I don't want to say it's a blessing, but it's, it's, It's raising awareness for you on what you're doing. And so you can use this as a vessel to kind of further um, broadcast why what you're doing is so important. And then when people hear about the all the facts, now the next question arises, Okay, what do we do? Right. And that is where you come in. And so I would say right now, um, one of the things is you, you never want to stop moving, try to in, in, you might be moving slow and everyone, I mean, you're 15 years old. You, you have, 
you have a life, right? You have school, you have your own stuff that you're working on. Granted, right? And Um, there are very real barriers right now. I mean, uh there's just not a lot of stuff that we can do because of COVID. That's legit. So anyone that wants to do something awesome in this particular season of the world, like it's okay to acknowledge that there's there's very real barriers that we can't get around. And there's problems that we don't know what the solutions are because we've never experienced this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but one of the things that you can do is is just um, think about what can you do to keep telling your story and kind of being real with people. Um, and what you want to do is, is try to always keep moving and telling that story no matter what. It's There's like a saying that it's impossible to ride a bike without moving, right? And so if, if you want to ride your bike, you got to keep, you got to pedal. And so you can't move forward. You're going to fall down. So um, for your organization, anyone having a charitable cause, you have to keep pedaling. And ironically, as you pedal, you're going to discover other areas, other individuals. You're going to get a new your fire is going to be lit a little bit more. Right. Um, and, uh, and so, um, so let's see, let's boil down some, some tactical, tactical, oh my God, I can't ta- tactical. Yes. Tactical you, answers. Were, you were getting there. I was trying, I was trying. <laughs> um, so number one is I would look at, okay, what are, what are four things that are going on right now that you can highlight news events, um, statistics, um, that you can do, right. Take those and try to identify one area where that you can serve. So maybe it's a specific school um, and that might be one. Find one school and ask to speak to their counselor um, and try to do a live interview just like this. Um, You could do it on Zoom and just screen record it on your computer and highlight the need. And so keep it short and sweet. Interview them. Can you can you give me a little like peek inside of what it's like? How many students struggle with internet access, uh, computers, um, with their parents working and they're left at home. Can you, can you kind of give me a glimpse into that world? What would you need? Um, and what could we help provide? What could the community help provide to make this reality? Right. So that's one. And the other aspect is for you. And this is a question. Are you looking for more fundraising, like monetary donations or kind of like in kind donations, like a laptop drive or a tablet drive or things like that? Um, either or honestly works. Money is just more flexible for us, right? So we can just get more stuff than just that. But then again, like we are focusing on that kind of stuff right now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was going to say, can like what he's the, the line that he's going down is just consistency. And even though we can't be like doing as much as we want, we can still have consistency. So so even if we have those barriers of like COVID or maybe we have a health challenge down the road or maybe we have, um, I don't know, like what are some other like legit barriers that would keep time? Prevent? Yeah, yeah, time. I mean, you guys are so busy. You've got a life. Um, but having some consistency. So maybe you wanted to be posting on social media like every single day day and maybe now it's just once a week maybe now it's even like every other week that's okay you guys it's totally okay but staying consistent i think is such an important piece to the puzzle so mapping out and getting really organized and nerdy about an actual social media schedule so saying thursday at five i'm gonna do a post or i'm gonna do a live like he was saying that's gonna be my my set time um, doing a TikTok video every single Monday at 10 a.m. or something like that. Like having it mapped out, I, I honestly think it's just the only way to actually make it happen and then to create that consistency and to keep all of us moving. All right. And now for my uh, Uncle Brian, big idea. You ready? This is oh, yeah. Like, okay, I got it. Sorry, light bulb moment. I'm kind of excited <laughs> about this. Christmas is coming up. It's like, what? what's the date today? Uh, it's like almost 11 days away. Yeah. Right. 11 days away. Yeah. Ish. 12 days away. Something like that. Um, and so Christmas is coming up. So starting on Monday, we have 12 days of Christmas. Um, 12 days of Christmas. So you could do a campaign that says my goal is to collect 12 laptops by Christmas. Right. And highlight the stories of the kids that get them right? Tell the story. Mm -hmm. And so rather than just getting a laptop, no, you want a couple that you can go and actually give, and it might not be 12 and you could pick new years to to help it out too. So pick a date. That's fine. But set a, set a, a a small goal. Um, say my goal is to give away 15 laptops by, um, you know, January 1st. And then, 
like announce it and get all of your friends, write down 15 friends in your community um, or people that are willing to mail them if they're not outside your community and say, we want, um, we want to collect laptops, right? And then have some requirements on them. And typically you'll say has to be, um, can't be older than seven years old, right? Cause you want something fairly new, has a power cord and, um, and the ability to be wiped clean, right? You want to just clear it out. That'd be awesome. And so, um, but with that, you get the laptops. Um, and then you can also ask for a couple volunteers, right. Uh, of your peers, like that say, Hey, when we get these, can you help me clean them up? And, you know, maybe you make them look cool. Maybe put some stickers on them or whatever it may be. And then you call the news and then you have them follow you on a day. You're going to give them away. Right. Um, and I know in your market, the news is pretty big, but let me know because I actually know some, some local, uh, anchors over there personally that I could reach out to. And so I'm sure, cause what the news wants, when you want to get on the news, the news wants to know what looks good on camera, mm-hmm. right? Yes. They'll, they'll highlight stories, but individuals watching the news, they want to see it. And so they want to know what does it look, what looks good on camera? What's going to make their, their viewers have this like tingly feeling and be like, Oh my gosh, that was amazing. If they get to follow you to someone's house and be like, hi, my name's Arpender. And I, I have a, I have a laptop for you, for for your school. And by the way, we got some, some donations in. And we're, we're prepaying your six months of your internet for your house for the rest of the school year, right? And all of a sudden, boom, and the news gets to follow you doing this. Totally doable. And all you need is that one or two stories, right, to, to be able to do that. And so, and trust me, once you're on that giving end, um, it, you're just you're going to be your fire inside you is going to be lit on a totally different level. And so, and you're close to me. You're just like you said, five hours away. I will totally support that. So I will help jump on the phone and people and be like, look, we need laptops, drop them off in Reno. They could be on our spot. We can easily get them to you. We can kind of make that happen there. Um, or if you need help, I can identify local families here. You drive over here. Let's go give them away in Reno, right? Doesn't matter. Um, we can so, have a Reno party. I'll fly in. Yeah. Jesse, we're, any excuse, we're here to Jesse, help you. To come back. Oh, I'd love it. Right. So, that's a really good idea. It deserves one of these. That was awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, seriously, honey, that's a great idea. And like, we would absolutely help with that. Like, if you wanted to do something like that and really hustle, I know it's Christmas and it's busy and it's stressful, but. If you wanted to do something like that, put us to work. We will we will absolutely help with that. So now let's just have a quick debrief. What, what are your thoughts? What's going through your head right now? So I'm trying to think how I'd pull this together in like 12 hours and probably the Christmas party. Oh, you don't need to do it in 12 hours, but I get you. I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. So if I were to do it, soon, and about the consistency thing. So I've been consistent in the background. So like we got the 501c3, we're tax exempt, woohoo, letter determination, everything where we we've been faxing stuff to the IRS, like everything's going well. Um, now I just need to figure out how and when to reach out to the community because I want to do it as soon as possible. But uh, sophomore year such as one of the hardest at my school and it's not been going my way. Um, so I've tried, I've honestly just been trying to focus on school a lot. And that happens in between years. Like you can't literally just expect to like choose one of them. You have to try to figure out how to do both of them while prioritizing. Like school needs to reprioritize right now. Um, especially COVID was real hit to the prep, right? You were first of all, it's like, what do I do with my organization? And it was like, how do I learn through a computer? Right. So I can imagine if I'm struggling how other students are struggling, right? And I have everything I could possibly want. So at the same time, like the the fire in me wants to help other students, but then at the same time I know that I can help other people if I don't help myself first. Mm-hmm. Right. So I can't try to further my organization and like get it back to normal and whatever normal was in 2019, 2020 until I get stable first and then I have the time to be able to put like physical consistency into the organization, other posts and like lives and videos because sometimes I don't have time for a live, right? And but at the same time, I don't have time for it, but I also have a board of directors who are absolutely incredible. And delegating is a very nice thing that I have learned this past year. I knew about it before, but I never did it. And this past year with charity, I genuinely learned how to delegate. And I can't tell you how many times it's taken away. So um, also utilizing the connections that I have with the 
community and within my board of directors. I think we really help with the consistency part that you said. Consistency is key, and I agree with that. I should find out how to back in the wagon, right? Um, so if you guys can help me with that, that'd be great. That's a, like not another question, but kind of relating to that. Um, getting back to like the main like road, right? Not about what Brian said about like his genius, like Uncle Brian moment. Uncle Brian. Um, I love the idea of getting back into it by helping someone. And the news idea is literally genius. I don't think there's a better way to reach the community than the news, right? And being able to actually help, like you said, COVID is not a fun time, um, especially not for kids that need internet access, need laptops, not a great time. So figuring out how to actually like pull that together soon. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do the Christmas thing. Maybe if I had like a week in advance or like we thought of this before it would have been possible. I'm not saying it's not possible now. Um, It's just literally like 12 hours, (laughs) Um, but I will figure that out. So Yeah. And I love so much about our Pinder, you guys. I'm a therapist and I always go nerdy on the therapy stuff. She she really exemplifies honoring your own mental health. And that is something we want so badly to focus on at Charity U. She's absolutely right how she said it. You cannot help other people unless you're taking care of yourself. So thank you for modeling that, our Pinder. You're amazing. Um, And you guys, the exciting thing is we can throw out ideas like this. Like something like that would be so fun for her, but she cannot do it by herself. Like that it's, that's a big project. And so she said the keyword delegate, use your team. So if you do have a great idea and you want to do something and it's huge and you're like, okay, I got to hustle and I got to get this done. You're going to get overwhelmed if you try to do it by yourself. So thanks for pointing out that word. Delegation is the key. Use your team, rally people around, like lighten the load for yourself on any project. Everyone's going to need that. Yep, for sure. And so definitely it's one of those things that don't feel like you need to, to hit the ground running for Christmas. That was just a, a big idea. That can, in theory, be done anytime. You could pick Valentine's Day and just wait and you know have two, three weeks of planning and then announce it January 1st. And then you can just spread the word like, hey, New Year's, I have a big announcement. New Year's, I have a big announcement. New Year's, yeah. I have a big announcement. Just keep dropping buzzwords like, oh, cool. What's the big announcement? Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be. And so you can you can create that campaign. But re, you know, the one thing that you said that I want to, um, you know, give you credit for is for you to acknowledge the fact that you're busy and for you to acknowledge that where your priorities have to lie. Um, you know, it's really easy for people to, when something is, is hard, they find other easier distractions. Um, and so, uh, and you're keeping the hard distraction, um, not a distraction you're going at it, which is school and your sophomore year. And that's, that's your priority. And so, um, in being able to acknowledge with your your board. You know, when, when you run those board meetings, um, you can ask the question, okay, what's our, what's our six months goal? And then let's reverse engineer that. And just being realistic. Cause it's not like, all right, let's uh, give every child and say, like, that's obviously not realistic, but you can easily come up with, um, some, achievable goals. Let's collect 12 laptops or, you know, February 14th, 14 laptops, or, you know, you can come up with something like that. That just sounds good. Um, and, and, you know, and work backwards from there. Um, that might be something. So cool. Awesome. Next guest. All right. You ready? Marissa hot seat. You ready? Let us know what your question is. Uh, my question was how can I raise money without doing like in-person physical events because of COVID? So fundraising in a covid world yes okay i have a couple thoughts i know brian his brain is already spinning because he already has a ton of ideas for this um obviously the gift of social media a lot of people just you know get nervous about social media and you guys being on social media so much but man there's so many upsides so be creative going back to the consistency thing if you're posting often and you have kind of a plan you've laid it out for yourself you're organized you've thought it through it's gonna be pretty fairly easy to be able to tell the stories get people to follow you on instagram Maybe they're watching TikTok videos. Maybe it's YouTube. Um, honestly, Facebook. Like that in Charity U, we really encourage everybody to get a Facebook account too because that's where the adults are. Teenagers are mostly on Instagram and TikTok, but 
adults are on Facebook. So if you're posting stuff to Facebook, you're going to reach more adults. So if you're finding the stories to share, like I would love to see an interview with you and your grandpa. Like I've heard you talk about your sweet grandpa forever. I want to see him. I want to see his cute face. I want to hear him talk about alpha one and how that, that condition has affected his life. Um, so tell the story. Everybody loves stories. And once you tell the story, you say, you guys were, I'm, I'm a 15 year old kid trying to do something awesome and I can't do it alone. I need, I need money. I need resources. I need energy. I need, um, you know, products and services donated so that I can try to raise awareness about this. Will you invest in me and just ask, be confident, roll your shoulders back and ask, will you invest in me? And so using obviously the power of the internet. For sure. Now, what would you say is your fundraising goal? What would, what would be like awesome in, in your books? Realistic, realistic, but, uh, what's your goal? Not really completely sure at the moment since I don't quite know my goal since I need to figure that out with the pulmonologist, but I, she's swamped with COVID right now. So yeah, I bet. Yeah. What do you, what do you want money for? Like, what's one thing that you think would help, um, raise awareness or I know that we've talked about you getting some merch that you can sell like t-shirts and hoodies and hats and maybe some, uh, water bottles and things like that. So what are, what, what do you think you want to use the money for? Um, I want to, I think I want to use it for either becoming an official 501c3 because that would be the tax exemption thing. So that would be good. And then the the merch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she probably needs about a thousand for the nonprofit. And I would say maybe starting with just 500 for some merchandise. You don't have to have a whole truckload of t-shirts, but it'd be nice to have, I don't know, 30, 50 shirts on hand so you can sell them. Okay. You ready? You ready for me to just brain dump on you? (laughs) I've been holding back. All right. (laughs) This is his forte. He gets a little excited about this. Okay. So this is what you need to do. Number one, get a piece of paper. And I want you to write down every single human being that you can think of within your closest sphere. Right? Aunts, uncles, next door neighbor. People that you know that if you were going to have a barbecue, uh, a big barbecue without like no, no, no COVID restriction type of barbecue, right? Who, who would you invite to that barbecue? Put all those names on the list. Then create another list. This list is of people that, that you know, someone else knows, like maybe it's your mom's best friend. Well, you know of her, but you're not like, Oh, cool. You know, you don't really know her. So there's that sphere people, they know you, but they don't really know you. So those might be your, your mom or dad's boss or, you know, uh, a distant second uncle or whatever it may be. Just create that list. The third list is people that you don't know, but you know of them. This could be the owner of the local coffee shop that you like to visit or whatever that may be. The so mayor, got, like yeah. city council people, um, uh, the owner of a dance studio. You know, it really can be anyone that has any kind of status in the community. Okay. And then you create that list. Then take that list and I want you to create a, an Excel sheet with it, right? I'm sure you've done, have you done Excel? ish. All right. Um, basically you want to create a list where you have their name that you have, um, there you're gonna have to research their contact information, uh, email address, obviously, ideally physical address, phone number, whatever information you can get. Then I want you to, uh, to draft a letter that you can mail them before the end of the year. Okay. It doesn't even have to be Christmas related, but before the end of the year, cause this is the biggest charitable giving season, right? So let's capitalize on it. Okay. Within that, you, within that letter, you want to have, um, uh, first interest, uh, sentence, like, I hope you're doing great this holiday season. I'm writing you this letter, um, to, 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 uh, let you know about one of my, uh, current charitable projects. Did you know, blah, 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 you know, and you go into alpha one, get three stats that are like, when you say them, people are like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. So you need to educate them. Like you said, a lot of people don't know about alpha one, right? So you need to do a little bit of an education and then you need to state what you plan to do to help, right? And then you make your ask and your plan is number one, my goal is to start my own 501c3 organization and to sell merchandise to one raise funds and create awareness, right? So that's the goal of the merch. And so my goal is to raise $1,500. Um, and, uh, and then I would love to ask if you would support my dream and my vision to make a bigger difference in the world, Mm -hmm. right? Sincerely. 
Marissa, PS, I'll love you even more for me a donation, right? Um, maybe not do that. Um, and so, but you can send a letter campaign. My guess is your letter campaign will raise 500 bucks to 600 bucks. It would be my, my, my guess. If you, if you put some time in, um, uh, we actually just wrote right I was before just this. Just gonna go. say, can we tell her about the letter? Yeah, so we just wrote a letter specifically for this for charity U students. Do you want to, us to send it to you, Marissa? Because it could be so helpful. Brian drafted a beautiful letter. Yeah, so pretty much, I wrote your letter for you. You just have to like put <laughs> in the, put in the spots that uh, that you like. Um, it's a benefit for everyone watching charity U. That's right. That's what we're doing. Um, right. So so I'll send you the letter, um, and then you're gonna need to add in your cause, the stats, and but you're gonna need. To your research on who you're sending the letter to. Okay, so now we've done that. We've sent that letter out to a bunch of people. You can also opt to um, some letter facts. Number one, handwrite hand write the envelopes if you can. I don't know if you have nice handwriting, but handwrite them. Uh, number two, sign it with blue ink, not black ink. There's some data behind that. Sign it with blue ink. Um, and then try to mail it on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Um, uh, so that way it arrives in their mailbox Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. They're more apt to pay attention to the letter. Um, so those are some stats there. Okay. You're going to send out that letter. Uh, now in regards to t-shirts. Um, okay. So you can do a couple cool things, draft up a new letter. This one you have to write yourself or do a f- cold call, uh, to somebody. Um, but you want to get a graphic designer to design you a kick ass t-shirt, um, that just looks awesome. That's not like your, di- you know, your typical, like 5k fun run shirt that people wear and they're like, oh, okay, cool. Whatever. Right. Yeah. You want one that looks like awesome. But then when someone goes, that's an awesome t-shirt, you're like, okay, let me tell you about this t-shirt. Right. This is about Alpha One. What? Oh, okay. I mean, Alpha One just sounds, I mean, obviously it's not good, but it. it I, I guarantee you, you can come up with an awesome shirt that says Alpha One that spreads awareness, right? Okay. So you want to get a graphic designer. There's a couple of ways to do that. Number one, look up some advertising graphic design or PR shops in your local community. All right. Um, send them an email. You, this one, you don't have to send them a real letter. Just send them an email or a video email. Record a video of you doing the ask and send them a link. I record a video email for you. Click here um, and go from there. It'll make you stand out. And ask if they are if they would be willing to, to um, design a, a t-shirt for you. That's one. Uh, another quick one. This one might be quicker, so you might skip that one and just do this one. Look at tattoo shops. All right. Um, and so call up a local tattoo parlor and ask one of their tattoo artists if they'll design you a really cool t-shirt, right? Mm. Because they're one, phenomenal artist. Yes. Two, they can take directions because they'll design, oh, you want a fairy riding a unicorn? unicorn? <laughs> we said that go. at the same time. We're uh, so funny. Um, and so they can take that. Um, what you would need to do is when you're doing that, make sure that you're getting a high-res scan out of that and you're going to probably need to digitize it. Um, which when you get to that stage, just reach out. I can help you do that. Or if they're, if they're decent, um, they might already know how to do that. Um, you can also hire someone on Fiverr for 10 bucks. That'll do it for you as well. Um, but then they're also going to push your t-shirt, right? When it sells that tattoo shop is going to share that t-shirt out to everybody. Um, buy it. This is what you need to get, yeah. right? So limit the amount of colors because when you're doing apparel, um, you're going to pay for the colors. So if you have like a five color t-shirt with a bunch of like color fades, it's going to be expensive. If it's a one color or two color, it's going to be a lot cheaper. And also placements. If you have like a logo here, a logo on the arm, logo on the back, it's going to add to the cost. And so um, if you could limit the placements and limit the colors, that'll make it more affordable on your end. All right, then once you do the shirt, then you're going to open it up on uh, a website called The Printful, T-H-E Printful.com. All right. This, they will do all the printing for you. So you actually don't need to buy your first 30 shirts at all. Right. And then you just. It's like on demand. So you design the shirts and then when people order them, they'll make them. So you don't have to have like an inventory. The Printful is amazing, you guys. That's a resource for everybody. Yep. So you can do that and you can do these on pre-order as well. Right. And so that's the other option. Okay. Now on Printful, I want to say they're probably going to charge you 15, 15 bucks uh, to 17 bucks a shirt. So you have to charge like 25, 29 to make your 10, which is fine. And I had a couple kids say that like, no one's going to pay that much for a shirt. They will, you guys, they will like trust it, like charge 25 or 30 bucks for a shirt. 
The other option is you can reach out to some local silkscreen shops um, and say, look, I got the design. And if you have raised money, you can ask them what it costs uh, to do a 30, 30 shirt run, right? And what you do is you still do the pre-order. And so that way people are paying for their shirts ahead of time, right? So you can ask them ahead of time, what's it going to cost for 50 shirts, right? And they'll say, okay, cool. It's going to cost you X amount for the shirt and X amount for the print, mm-hmm. Um for example, my silkscreen shop with Think Kindness, they charge us a dollar a print with one color, one location, right? And then I bring the shirt because I can actually buy the shirt cheaper than, um, than they're going to sell it to me for. And sometimes you can go to Walmart and get cheap shirts or the other spot is um, Hobby Lobby is another one. You can just go buy shirts if you want through there. Um, and so you can drop off the shirts or ask them. Um, and then you might have better margins with that one. But if you want to just hit the ground running to spread awareness, go with the Printful. Um, the other benefit of the Printful is if you get that logo, um, you could throw it on a sweatshirt, a long sleeve, a hoodie, a laptop cover, a pillowcase, a mug, a sticker, a button. Um, you could just create an entire lineup of products. Yeah. Um, off of that one and you don't have to stock anything. They handle it all for you and they just send you the money. That's- we both use the Printful, you guys. It's yeah. so awesome. It's such a great resource. And Marissa, you just happen to live by me, sweetie. And since you're so willing to do this awesome live interview with us, our Pinder 2, like we want to repay the favor for you two cuties and we're happy to help. Like put us to work. We're totally happy to help. So shoot me a DM on Instagram, sweetie. And like I can help you with this stuff. I have an amazing t-shirt printer that's close to where you live. So you guys, we are like, we're, we want to make sure that, you know, like we will help if you ask, like if we can, obviously like we have our stuff too, but like, just know that that's what this community is about. Charity U is a community of all of us. will try to help any way that we can use us. All right. So we covered letter campaign. We covered, um, uh, shirt apparel, Right. Okay. Another one, just plan this in your head, but start telling everyone that you it's close to you now. So tell everyone that you're close to now, uh, to not give anything away, right. At all over the next six months, don't give anything to goodwill. Don't donate anything. Right. And then tell them in April, I'm going to have a charity garage sale. All right. And then they're going to give everything to you. Then what you're going to do is you're going to have your own garage sale. hundred percent of whatever's made goes to your, or your cause. Doesn't even have to be a 501c3 at that point, um, is going to go to your mission. All right. So you'll, what you'll find is people will have flat skiing TVs. They're going to have couches. They're going to have a nightstand from their great grandma or whatever it may be. Then what ideally you want to pick a spot in your community that's high traffic. Maybe it's your neighborhood. I don't know what it's like. Um, but you might find like, um, a, a local veterinarian that's on the corner of some crazy busy intersection. that will let you use their entire parking lot on a Sunday. Right. And then they're going to tell all of their customers, come to our charity garage sale. You might be involved with a church. The church says, great, we're going to do this charity garage sale on this Sunday. They're going to give you time to go up on stage, talk about Alpha One, and then everyone's going to walk out and go to the garage sale. They also can promote it saying, bring stuff and drop it off. What you want to do is you want to make sure there's a couple things you do not want to accept as donations. Uh, some of those include, um, uh, car seats, uh, beds, um, like mattresses and things like that. And then afterwards, you don't want to be dumped with all this stuff, right? You want to be like, Oh crap, now we're done. Now I've got a truckload of random junk. What do I do with it? Right. (laughs) And so, you can do one of two things. You can ask people to come back and pick it up. I wouldn't advise that. Um, or number two, you call your local Goodwill and you say, look, um, can I schedule a pickup at five o'clock on Sunday? And then whatever's left just goes to Goodwill, right? And if there's anything out there that's like, you know, is worth some, that you're like, man, I'm not going to sell this for two bucks or give it to Goodwill because I can sell it on eBay for 50, right? Um, then you just keep the good stuff in your garage and you just put it on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, eBay, something like that. Um, typically what I notice is a garage sale, you'll probably raise anywhere from a thousand to 1200 bucks. Um, maybe more with this planning with this much planning, you should be able to raise that amount of money. And then at that garage sale, don't discount food, lemonade, coffee, something that you can sell hot dogs, get your dad to get a little barbecue out there and cook some hot dogs for $2 and 50 cents. Your cost on that's 25 cents, right? Um, Odds are you'll make more money on hot dogs than you would anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so there's there's 
there's three major things right there that you should be able to raise a couple thousand dollars by summer 2021. Mm-hmm. And social media campaign too. So write that down also. Just asking, just telling a story, doing some Instagram stories, Facebook stories, sharing a video of you interviewing your grandpa, like th- that type of thing. And then simply asking and saying, hey guys, go to my website and Everyone in Charity U, we can help you have a portal on your website where you can take donations easily. If you struggle with that, let us know. We can totally help you because it's not hard to set up. And you just simply ask and say, I'm trying to raise awareness. Please invest in me. I'm a young kid trying to do something good for the world. Invest in me. So these are just, that was like drinking from a fire hose. It was a lot of like ideas, but write them down and just see which one kind of bubbles to the surface for you. Which one do you think would be fun to pull off? Wouldn't be too stressful. You'd be able to manage it with your daily life. So like, see which one you want to do. Focus on one at a time. Just one. Just one. All right. Okay. Now I'll let you, what's going through your head right now? I am so excited now. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm really excited to get this started and start planning and make it happen. So good, sweetie. Oh, you're so adorable, Marissa. Marissa's been like one of Kung the Fu pound. <laughs> Go team. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda team. Marissa's been one of the most consistent, along with our Pinder and quite a few of the other students. And I've just watched her really try to figure this out. Like this is hard work, you guys. It takes so much effort and it can be exhausting and it can be really, really difficult. And even through a pandemic, these two girls, our Pinder and this sweet Marissa, like these two rock stars have stayed very consistent, even though we haven't been able to go as fast as any of us have wanted to. We've we've been consistent. So I'm so wicked proud of you two. Do you know that? You guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. Okay, closing thoughts, Uh, our Pinder. Uh, pineapples. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, um, goodness. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I'm just so excited. Like, thank you so much for the support and these ideas. Definitely. I don't like they seem very clear now, but I honestly never thought of them. <laughs> so, um, that insight is just wonderful, especially now with like everything just kind of being like, you know, you know, like those like, weeds that's what my brain looks like right now right so um that's kind of just like a refresher brightens everything up makes me look forward to something makes me passionate like more passionate about the cause than i already was but i didn't think it was possible but here we are right um on it just thank you cool awesome <laughs> marissa uh, pineapples as well all right all right <laughs> yeah well i'd say both um, so go ahead. I'm I'm so excited to get started um doing bigger things and getting out there and not being afraid to go for it and get it there. <laughs> and I I'm really excited and I hope other people can be inspired to do the same thing and go out and do something that they're passionate about awesome so now for both both of you amazing ladies um let us know jump into the 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 charity you community page um and so once you have that letter drafted um post a link to it um and just ping jesse myself and we'll look and we'll do live comments on it because anyone else that's part of the charity you community they're going to learn from your letter they're going to see what you wrote um they're going to see the poster they're going to see maybe the the phone script that you're using they call the local tattoo shops right Mm -hmm. um and so the, it, you know, there's those type of uh, things that people will be able to learn. So when, as you're going through this, you know, be be involved. Keep us updated because I'm genuinely interested to see what you guys accomplish. Arpinda, um, when you're ready for me to announce for people to, to do laptops or technology or whatever we can um, support from us West Coasters over here, uh, keep me posted. But um, thank you guys so much for what you're doing. Um, and we're proud of you guys, especially knowing that you're living in a time that's going to be researched for decades and everyone's going to go back and be like, oh, well, when you were a kid, yeah. grandpa's like, I walked uphill both ways to school. Like, oh yeah, I oh, went yeah. to school in 2020, right? <laughs> it's going to be nuts. And, and you guys are, and despite that, you're still doing what you're doing and it's yeah. not going to be easy. And, and it's really easy to, to look at like Jesse, myself with, we're doing our charities and stuff, and, but it's like a full-time job. This is what we do. Your full-time mm-hmm. job is your school and your family. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and you're so, social lives 
Yeah. yeah. You need social stuff in there, you guys. It's so important. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, the fact that you're still going out, you're wanting to make a big difference is is awesome. In this journey, all this adversity, the stuff that you guys are going through now um, are, is the same stuff Jesse and I went through a long time ago, but you guys are doing it at 15 years old, which I can only imagine what you're going to be like when you're 25, 35, Seriously. 85. They're going to be so much cooler than we are. So much cooler, Brian. They're just way ahead of us. You guys should accept it now. It'll make it a lot easier in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Exactly. What'd you think of them, Brian? I, I still have like a bucket full of more ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do. I have no doubt. I'm so impressed with those girls. I know I just harp on it and make such a big deal out of it. But you guys, this is like why Brian and I are doing this. We believe in you. We're so excited for you. We want to help you. And so I just freak out when we offer are able to help. And then the kids are running with it. These are girls that actually will do the hustle. They will. They'll push themselves. They're going to make sacrifices. They're going to they're going to work. And it's just so rewarding and exciting. So I'm just really proud of them and so inspired constantly and that's, by that's them. what excites me because I mean, how many times do people ask you for advice, Jesse? And in your, in your heart, you know, it's just going to fall on deaf ears. Oh, like all the time. you could tell them the journey and you're like, in your heart, you're like, you're not even going to take the first step. Mm-hmm. But what makes me excited is I know these girls We'll take that step. Obviously, I brain dumped a lot of ideas. Like, I don't expect them to do a tenth of all of them, but I know they're going to take action in some capacity. Yeah. And that is meaningful and, and makes me excited. Yeah. And it, and it motivates us to want to help because Ryan and I were talking about this yesterday, actually, like we're both motivational speakers and there's been a lot of people in our lives who say, help us become a speaker. It's like so exciting. You must have such a great job. And we're like, we're happy to help you. And both of us individually have had this happen where we spend time, we invest in them, we give their time. It's time away from our kids and our family and our projects. And we're happy to do it because that that's who we are, but then they don't do anything. And it's so frustrating. So watching teenagers be the ones that actually take action and move, that's so exciting. And it just makes us want to do it. And it, and it takes work. Like some people have this huge um, passion to make this big difference and they don't realize the amount of work that goes into it. Yeah. You know, from like with Marissa, Hey, you have to write the letter or you have to create a phone script. You got to call. That's uncomfortable. Calling a tattoo shop. <laughs> I did that once. And just, I don't have a tattoo. Right. So as soon as I like call, I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Or they just be like, oh, psh, you know, but as soon as I told them, they're like, yeah, yeah. this is a, an awesome idea, right. you yeah. know? And so you have to put in the work. And like I said, in the podcast is like, you know, in order to ride a bike, you got to keep pedaling. That's right. That's yeah. right. And there are so many things you guys prepare your mind for this. There's a lot of things about running a project or a charity that are not glamorous. It is not sexy. It is not fun. There is a lot of that, but it's just not all the time. So prepare your mind for it. There's going to be mundane things. There's going to be tedious things. There's going to be plain old boring stuff that just has to be done. And that's life. So accept it right now and prepare yourself for it. Boom. All right, you guys, I'm so stoked for this episode. Episode. Oh, and I'm more excited is because we have another couple amazing charity use students that are going to be coming on. Uh, and even some individuals that are just now joining the charity you community that haven't taken the, the, uh, the first course that we, we put out, um, that are going to be asking questions. And so if you guys, um, are in your school right now and you have a charitable project that you're working on. Maybe your school is trying to raise money for X, Y, and Z, or maybe you just want to connect with other individuals just like you. Come join Jesse and I. I think we're pretty cool. We're pretty Oh my fun. gosh. Are we like, there's not even a question. We're like so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come hang out with us guys and, uh, and meet everybody. We're going to be doing some huge community Zoom chats where everyone just gets to come in, hang out, dance party it yes. up. Yes. It's going to be awesome. And so join us at thinkkindness.org slash charity you. And as always, be brave, be kind, and let's change the world. 